Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first actual episode of the Alternative Viewpoint. As you know by now, my name is Edward Foshin, and I'm your main host. Occasionally, I'll bring in some co-host every now and then, just to mix it up for an episode or two. And down the road, I hope to maybe grab a few guests. Of course, this podcast is about politics, news, world events, anything like that. And I'm open to suggestions. Anything you want to get heard, anything you want to send in, make sure to let me know. Our schedule will usually consist of bi-weekly episodes on the Mondays when they'll be published. Today is being recorded on Sunday, May 9th. Topics that we're going to be covering today are China's rocket that they lost control of. COVID, of course, because in days like this, it's good to keep on top of those things. And nothing new, Israel and Palestine, they clash. ISIS actually targeted an Afghan school. We're going to be covering a little bit about that. And surprisingly, funny enough, Dogecoin plummets after Elon Musk's joke last night on SNL. Those are going to be our topics for today. This episode won't take too long, won't be too short, and maybe a little hectic, as I mentioned, our first episode, but hopefully all goes well. We're going to start off a little bit about China's rocket that they lost control of. Well, China decided to launch on April 29th a section of their new, newly going to be established space station. They lost control of the debris on their rocket, and for many days no one knew where it was going to land, and may have caused severe damage to property, and maybe even lives taken. Luckily enough, just last night, it landed in the Indian Ocean, very close, just west actually, to the Maldives. Of course, many people are criticizing China for their handling of the debris, which, of course, as you do, you should criticize someone who almost killed some people and but these things do happen luckily enough nothing serious did occur it re-entered the atmosphere about 10:24 Beijing time on Sunday so reported that the sighting that Chinese manned space engineering office there were no reports of injuries or damage and it said that debris from the 18-ton rocket now keep in mind this rocket it wasn't something that just fell off the back. This was an 18-ton rocket. One of the largest pieces of debris to fall undirected back onto Earth. This isn't something just, oh, it's just that. Just leave it. It'll be fine. No, this is something that could wipe out a city. Of course, from what we know, this was a accident and was not meant to happen. And hopefully doesn't happen in the future. Well, I'm going to move moving swiftly on to our next topic. A small COVID-related topic. As you know, India has had a massive surge in COVID cases. Of course, because their population is just ridiculously dense. And this actually might even be affecting Bangladesh. Bangladesh is now seeing surges from India and neighboring countries as well. It's having dangerous effects on all neighboring countries, but mainly Bangladesh, with health experts even warning 
of imminent vaccine shortages as the country should be stepping up. Yeah. Saturday Health Authority said that for the first time, a coronavirus variant originally identified in India was found in Bangladesh without providing further details. For weeks, South African variants have dominated the sample sequence in Bangladesh. There are concerns that these variants spread more easily and that first-generation vaccines could be less effective against them. Experts say that declining infections in Bangladesh over the last two weeks compared to March and early April for reasons that aren't fully understood provided the perfect opportunity for the nation to scale up vaccinations. However, India has completely banned the exporting of vaccines as they struggle to deal with their own situation respectively because they're kind of getting the short end of the stick there. Fearing shortages, the government late last month stopped allowing people to register for a first vaccine dose, and the administration of second doses is also being hampered. The densely populated country of 160 million is desperately seeking new avenues for vaccines, other than India, of course, and is attempting to produce Russian and Chinese vaccines at home by bringing technology from both countries. Bangladesh is expecting 500,000 doses of Chinese vaccine next week as a gift from Beijing, and has also sought help from the United States. So good on China to be helping them out, and of course, that's what you need to do in these cases. And on no shade to India, because, well, if you really want to see why, just look up how many cases they have, and then look up a picture of how many people live in a city. Just a picture and you'll get the idea. Next up, we're moving up to something that never stopped. It, I don't know why people keep reporting it, but I mean, no one cares at this point. You ask anyone about these two countries, and people will give you a straight answer. What? Like, people know this is happening, but I guess no one's going to stop reporting on it. Weeks of sporadic violence between Israelis and Palestinians in Jerusalem intensified on Friday evening at Sacred religious sites uh, for Muslims and Jews alike at the end of the Moli holy month of Ramadan. Israeli police in riot gear confronted the crowds of Muslim worshippers the Al-Qusa Mor- uh, Mosque, one of the Is- Islam's holiest sites, worshippers threw rocks and chairs to the police who fired rubber-coated bullets and stun grenades. According to the Palestinian Red Crescent Emergency Services, more than 200 Palestinians were injured with about half of them requiring medical attention at hospitals and at a special field hospital that was set up. Many injuries were also to the eyes and the face. There were reports of many more people with less serious injuries. Israel said six police officers were injured. Earlier in the day, Israel settlers and Palestinian clashes in a street at the East Jerusalem neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah, where Palestinian families are fighting a court-ordered eviction. A long-running legal battle over the occupation has reunited the conflict in recent days. Israel's Supreme Court is expected to make a ruling next week on whether to evict the Palestinian residents from properties Jewish settlers are claiming as their own. The United Nations has called on Israel to halt all evictions in the neighborhood. The U.S. is urging calm. The State Department said it was deeply concerned about the heightened tensions of the eviction of Palestinian families. And let's be honest, the U.S. isn't going to do anything because Israel is their pet. Surprise, surprise, Egypt gets involved with their Ministry of Foreign Affairs condemning the intrusion on the mosque and called on Israel police to preserve Palestinians' rights to practice their sacred religions, rituals, 
as you do. No shame on on Egypt. Like they're the one in the wrong here is Israel. Like let's be honest. They're they they've gone intrusive with riot gear. Like let's be honest here. No one's going. Oh oh poor Israel. God poor Israel. But you know, as Egypt and Palestine are very like religiously. Very, uh, very high Muslim concentrations, and of course they're going to stand up for a uh, fellow Muslim nation, as you do. Like this, there's no problem, no, no shame in that. And the violence threatens to spill into Saturday's Night of Destiny, the holiest night in the Islamic calendar, when the worshippers will congregate at the Al-Qaeda Mosque. It's also the beginning of Jerusalem Day, the national holiday for all Israelis. Now on to... ISIS, at least 50, killed in a bomb blast near a girls' school in Afghan capital. Bombing has feared of violence that could escalate after U.S. NATO troops withdraw. And the death toll in the bombing of a girls' school in Afghan capital has soared to 50, many of them pupils between 11 and 15 years old. The number of wounded has also climbed to well over 100. There were three explosions that struck as students were leaving for the day. A blast occurred in the mostly Shia neighborhood of Dash-it-Barchi neighborhood in the West Capital. The Taliban denied responsibility, can even condemning the attack. First explosion came from a vehicle packed with explosives, followed by two others. The bombing apparently aimed to cause maximum civilian carnage, and it adds to the fear that violence in the war-wrecked country could escalate, as the U.S. and NATO, and nearly 20 years of military engagement when the Taliban comes in and condemns something look I'm just gonna say it if the Taliban is condemning stuff you're doing god damn it you've overstepped somewhere and one of our last stories tonight the investor and well just an absolute icon Elon Musk Mentioned Dogecoin on Saturday Night Live during this opening monologue and made a, a bit about it. And had it in a bit. It is, and actually, his opening monologue, his mom said it. He's like, I'm excited for my Mother's Day gift, May Musk said. And I, ho- I just hope it's not Dogecoin. Elon Musk replied with this It is. It sure is. After pumping up the value of the crypt- cryptocurrency in the lead-up to Musk's SNL appearance, investors sold off Dogecoin sharply after Musk talks about it on his show. Dogecoin was down 40%, trading as low as 44 cents early this morning on the Sunday, of course. The cryptocurrency started Saturday, trading around 70 cents, was selling for about 66 cents just before SNL went up on air at 11.30pm. Cryptocurrencies are notoriously volatile, and Dogecoin has only been on absolute tear this year. It's more—it's up more than 12,000% since January, and has gained 800% this month alone. Musk has been the loudest and most prominent supporter of Dogecoin. He frequently tweets about the cryptocurrency, and just one of his bizarre tweets to his 50 million followers can send Dogecoin surging. That's what happened in April when Musk tweeted, Doge barking at the moon, and shared a photo of a painting by Spanish artist Juan Miro, which is titled Dog Barking at the Moon. 
Dogecoin started as 2013 as a joke, a nod to the Doge meme, you know, as we all know. It was all over the internet at the time. But it's no longer a joke. The fifth largest cryptocurrency in the world, with a market value just south of 70 billion, according to Coinbase. Both Dogecoin and Tesla have been trading higher in anticipation of Musk's SNL appearance. Tesla futures were trading Saturday night during the show. It's unclear what was driving the Dogecoin sell-off. Maybe it was just investors wanted Musk to say something more supportive of the cryptocurrency, but more likely it was some buy the rumors, sell the news, you know. I was trying to capitalize, uh, capitalize on investors' predictions coming true by selling high. Dogecoin traded so actively that Robinhood announced early Sunday morning that it was having issues processing crypto trades and was working to resolve the problem. <laughs> And, as our bonus story to tie everything off, from the desk of Donald J. Trump, after being banned from almost every social platform this world has ever seen and will see, he made his own website where he can just blog about it. It's a very one-way communication. Like, there's no way for, like, I'm on it now. There's no way for me to go up and tell him something or comment on something. It just says, it, it's a blog, basically. It says, Save America, Donald J. Trump. From the desk of Donald J. Trump, we believe in making America great again. Join us. Contribute. Want to be notified when the president tr when President Trump sends a message. Nice touch. Donald J. Trump. Uh, let, 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 let's go. Let's go through some of these. Uh, some of these uh, posts here. Let's see. May seventh, just two days ago, at one forty-one p.m. Donald J. Trump says. Josh Hawley, Howley, Howley, I don't know how to pronounce that, I'm going to mess that up, our fantastic senator from the beautiful and great state of Missouri, has a fantastic new book just out this week about being the terrible big tech companies and their attempt to ruin our country. It's called The Tyranny of Big Tech. It has my full and complete endorsement. Buy it now. 10, 11 a.m., May 7th. Oh, just a few hours earlier, Donald J. Trump says, At 6.31 in the morning on November 4th, a dump of 149,772 votes came into the state of Michigan. Biden received 96% of those votes, and the state miraculously went to him. Has the Michigan State Senate started their review of the fraudulent primary election of 2020 yet? Or are they about to start? If not, they should be run out of office. Likewise, at 3.41.42, in the morning, a dump of 143,379 votes came into the state of Wisconsin, also miraculously given to Biden. Where did these quote-unquote votes come from? Question mark. Both were state election-changing events. And that is on top of other corruption, without even including the fact that neither state got legislative approval which is require, required under the state's constitution. So as you can see, uh, this blog is really just to blab about the stuff that other places said he couldn't, and he did anyway and got in trouble for it. And this stuff is just extremely, really, just really, really fun to look, read through. Kind of understand what the, Oh, this one's good. Hold on, hold on, one second. We're going to read this one right here. Donald J. Trump, 11.57 a.m., May 6th, 2021. The fake news media 
working in close conjunction with the big tech and the radical left democrats, is doing everything they can to perpetuate the term, the big lie, in quotation marks, when speaking of the 2020 presidential election fraud. They are right in that the 2020 presidential election was a big lie, but not in the way they mean the 2020 election didn't even have legislative approvals from many states, which is required under the U.S. Constitution, and was also otherwise corrupt. Was indeed the big lie. So when they try to sell the American people the term the big lie, which they do in unison, and coordination, think of it instead as the greatest fraud in the history of our country, even greater, an even greater hoax than Russia, Russia, Russia. Mueller, 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 impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, or any of the other many scams that Democrats pulled? Okay, well, if he does keep up with this, uh, I'm going to have a segment at the end of every episode where we just read some new posts that he's released, because this is just, well, it's too good to be true. It's perfect. I love this. I can't believe someone approved creating just a spot where he can just rant about whatever the hell he wants. Whoever whoever did that needs a goddamn raise, and I will pay for it. We're going to end this episode off here with a quick little chat about the podcast as a whole. We've covered our topics, and hopefully you found them, found them interesting. Of course, don't worry, the next one will be much less chaotic and much more coordinated. Uh, but, the podcast as a whole, I'm hoping to upload bi-weekly on the Monday, record Saturday, Sunday, or maybe throughout the week. We're also going to be looking, we're also going to be perhaps even getting sponsors, so if that's something that bugs you, no worries, just skip 10 seconds in the thing. You're totally fine. And, uh, yeah, uh, like I mentioned, we're going to be trying to bring in some co-hosts for an episode or two every now and again. And so we're going to be actively looking for proper guests to help with the podcast. Again, everything's very unsure. This is just the first episode. And uh, everything right now is very hopeful. However, it's good to be hopeful. So let's hope that all goes well and this is received properly. Anyway... This, again, has been a very, very short episode. I'm not into the hour-long podcast episodes. We don't need that much for just a quick news recap. And But do expect the episodes to be around. Uh, I'd say that the longest they could be is about 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Don't take to, to not take up too much of your time. Uh, but at the very minimum, we're going to aim for about 20 minutes, 15, probably about 15, 20 minutes around that area. And, uh, well, yeah. So, as to wrap things up, that's basically it. And, uh, I'll see you next Monday. Again, you can find this podcast on Spotify, uh, RSS, uh, maybe Apple Podcast, and maybe Google Podcast. It depends how I can get those set up. I probably can. I'm just a little lazy. But if people listen to podcasts through there, by all means, I'll get that up on. I'll get that to you. Uh, make sure to if you're on Apple, if you're on uh, 
basically just leave a nice review or five star download. It doesn't matter. Just uh, makes me look better than I am. <laughs> and that pretty much does it for me. Hope to see you next episode in two weeks on the Monday. Make sure to leave a good review and download.